And I think we could be... From out of nowhere, my phone farted. I think we're... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, there's, now. There's definitely waves. There we go. <clears throat> Are you in a good mood today? I'm in a busy mood today. I I'm am a, too, I'm, but... Uh, I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a good mood. Yeah. I had a nice relaxing day yesterday. Yeah, uh, the McRib is back, which we'll talk <laughs> I about. I saw you're on, you're on McRib 3. Today is the day. Today will be four. Oh, um, all right. Are we ready to do this? this right gonna, on point. It's going to be a weird one. No, it's going to be a good one. We'll see. Yeah. podcast where we take a deep dive into lyrics that are questionable at best but have largely dodged public ridicule until now i'm mark and i'm here with seth how are you i'm feeling busy round wound up and rip roaring raring to go feeling good man this is a crazy sunday it is it's fun um we are both doing the no-no recording tonight we are um, i haven't been on in quite a while i'm individual i was on the uh the anniversary, a uh, 200 anniversary show, and that was fantastic. But as far as sitting in a room with uh, with you guys, um, we're you now know, on just like us. 220 something. Oh, I know, but and we haven't had many guests in in general. No, we're doing been... a lot of Zoom episodes. Kylie in last week, but we're doing. Yep, we we bounced back yesterday with an in person episode with Kylie and his all time susser, mm-hmm. um, and tonight with you and and maybe somebody else. You so and her made beautiful can... music on that one. Yes, we were discussing it. Yes, we yeah. were. Um, and we, that is not a euphemism. We do mean music. <laughs> Just so we're clear. Um, uh, and then today we've got uh, we've got football. It's a football Sunday. You are wearing your Miami Dolphins best. Yes. There's an F1 race at three o'clock. The Grand Austin Grand Prix. I'm gonna be working. Um, I will not be working. I will very much be watching after um, your practice. After my practice. So yeah, we're both we're very very busy. Seth continues to fell trees. Uh, for smash for drywall, here, put smash in cabinets, drywall, do all kinds of crazy stuff. So uh, very, very exciting time. But we both took some time out of our busy schedules to record an episode about a song that is about a band that is near and dear to both of our hearts. I still remember the first time I that. ever heard them, and I'm sure you probably have a similar story, though I don't know how we both feel about the song and we'll find out. But the lyrics are definitely questionable. Weird. Yeah. Um, the song is by a band called Modest Mouse, and the song is called Float On. And if you've been existing above ground for any time <laughs> in the last 15 years, you've heard this song uh, and you've heard the chorus many, 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 many times. Um it's been on everything in the last 17 sports years. arenas, Just commercials, everything. the radio playlists, your nightmares, your dreamscapes. Episodes of fucking Dora the Explorer, probably. I mean, it's yeah. just everywhere. It's just one of those songs that has just infected uh, everyone. It's like E Pro by Beck. It's just like, oh yeah, it's just gotten everywhere. It's like, um, what was that song from Train Spotting? Born Slippy. 
Do you remember that? <laughs> yes, boy, boy, boy. It, it was yep. just used in in everything. It was it was uh, ubiquitous with the. It, it captured the moment of uh, well, that one did at the mid nineties. This captures uh, just about everything of the mid two thousands. I'm at a friend's house for a party. Her parents are out of town. This is what I want to hear. I am there with um, some good friends of ours: Mike Mitchell, Tim Clark. Aww. Um, yes. You know, this is very much back in the heyday. People are drunk. I am not drinking. I am there just kind of hanging out. And from a stereo, I hear the uh, the fruit that hung itself. Oh, um, or the, the, what is it? I'm saying that wrong. And no, I? that's the fruit that hung itself. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's no. Hold on. Fruit that eat it ate itself. The, the fruit fr- that ate itself. I think I'm mixing that up in the calendar. Hung itself by bright eyes. Um, and I'm like, what in the fruit fuck that ate itself? Yeah. Is this? Yeah. 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 He didn't hang himself. He ate himself. Um, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is so weird. And, uh, someone's like, it's this band modest mouse. And I was like, Dirty Daddy okay, this is very strange. Um, you know, I was listening to a lot of more, I not, I wasn't listening to mainstream stuff. I was listening to a lot of scon stuff, stuff where like the lyrics kind of more made sense. And then I'm like, fucking listen to the, taught the fruit how to eat itself. It was hanging all around, all by the shelf. Mm. And I was like, <clears throat> all right. They can get away with it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and from then on, I, you know, I started listening to the moon in Antarctica and, um, you know, Lonesome Crowded West and uh, a bunch of their stuff and got very, very, very into them. And if you know anything about this band, and the what their lyrics were like back then, this song was probably a pretty big shock. Yes. Yeah. It was. It was. Uh, th- Can I take a second to go back to Please. my exposition? I, I would with, love to hear it. My brother um, came home with uh, ultimate alternative wave, waivers on a copied tape from a guy named Ray that worked at Rainbow Records in 1993. He brought it home, and that was my introduction to Seattle music that was not Nirvana or grunge. Mm-hmm. Um, they were from, even though Modest Mouth was not from Seattle, they were from the Northwest Did you Idaho. just say Modest Mouth? Modest Mouth? It's a good band name. Don't have one. <laughs> um, definitely not a Modest Mouth on me. Maybe not you either. But they, um, uh, that was um, Built to Spill, and that was my first expedition to non- hard super hard rock from the northwest and me and my brothers immediately fell in love with that and bought every subsequent record and then around 1996 97 i was and i haven't seen this fella in years the absolutely he's never going to hear this but i gotta mention him the absolutely wonderful beautiful human being matt gee a guy that i grew up with um or I, i grew up around in his orbit and uh he I was talking to him about music, and I was talking to him about I had recently been introduced to K Records, Calvin Johnson beat happening, stuff like that. And he says to me, you need to stop what you're doing, go to the record store, and immediately go purchase The Lonesome Crowded West, which was 97. And I said, okay. And he said, it's by a band called Modest Mouse that I had um, written, or I mean, read about. And I went to, I think, Bob's store, Silver Platter Records, had just oh. opened up. The wonderful Silver Platter Records rip. We miss you so much. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I went there and I bought it. I think it might have been the very first thing. So many things in my life have sprung from Silver Platter Records. My my wife. My wife. My wife. Um, my, my knowledge of her began there. Um, I went and got it and I put it on the CD in my truck, in my little Silver S10, and was instantly blown away. Yep. 
at how the music and the sound and the feel and the lyrics just fit the name of that record so perfectly, The Lonesome Crowded West. Yeah. And God, if I have to die, you will have to die. Cowboy Dan is just that I'll never forget that. Uh, uh, um, polar Opposites, I'm trying to drink away the part of the day that I cannot sleep away. <laughs> um, trailer Trash. Eating, uh, eating snowflakes, snowflakes with plastic forks. I mean, uh, just everything. They're abstract lyrics. They don't always, you know, make a lot of sense, but you feel them. Just yeah, like another like band, pavement, pavement, pavement. We were going to say it at the and, same and time. And Silver Jew. A lot of bands that oh, you and I so like, where the the lyrics don't necessarily make a whole lot of sense, and they're not trying to make sense. They're just trying to kind of give you like a feel, and it's always felt natural with uh with modest mouse mm-hmm. and i think it tends to work well with sad feelings so it's always worked well you and i i thought about that this week you and i just can't get enough of a damn sad song can you no, no i mean uh, we just... always always been drawn to him for whatever reason i, I remember <clears throat> our early early relationship 20 years ago you and me sitting in my apartment listening to handsome family me oh Jesus getting you Christ. to listen to the handsome family yeah. and just you you i i, I saw the <sighs> Just the sadness and joy at the same time in your <laughs> yeah, eyes when we played abs- the giant of Illinois. Oh yeah. Oh. Um, 1992, uh, Issaquah, uh, Washington, Modest Mouse gets together uh, with Isaac Brock, singer, song, primary songwriter, uh, Eric Judy on bass, and Jeremiah Green on drums. Um, and two of those three, I think, are still in the band today. I think, I think Eric Judy is still there. Uh, yeah. Green is gone. Jeremiah yeah. Green. But Jeremiah, I saw them. I, I want to mention this. I saw them in 97 at the Covered Dish in Gainesville, and I did not know who Eric Judy was. There were maybe 50 people there. And he walked over to me, and, and my friends, uh, my friend Sean passed away, Rip, uh, and uh, Brett. And he looked at us, and and we the 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 bar was playing the new Mercury Rev record that had just come out. I forgot the name. I think it was Deserter Songs. And uh, he came over, and he just started talking to us. And we, I didn't even know who he was. And he was just talking about us. Oh, this, this album's so flipping good. And I did like the record, but I was kind of it was kind of awkward. And I was like, who is this guy? And then. Lo and behold, forty minutes Boom. later, there he is up there playing that beautiful bass line on on Trailer Trash, and I was like, "Holy crap, that was him!" And he came over; it was really, really great. A, a, a just for fifty people, they played their ass off. It was yep. incredible. Um, so they put out a bunch of albums. They put out a bunch of very sad, sad albums. <laughs> and like I said, the um, like the weird imagery and the lyrics that don't necessarily make sense. Works, I think, pretty well when you're talking about things that are not tangential, tangential, um, and um, that you know you're trying to put your finger on a feeling that you know you can't explain why you're sad, etc. Um, I think the weird lyrics don't work so well when you're trying to be positive or when you're happy. And I think this is a perfect example because when I was looking at the lyrics, I was like, why in the fuck does this not work when I'm looking at some lyrics? You're you're dead on. And and I think that's what it is. I think usually when people write happy songs, they know why they're happy and they're talking about why I'm in love. Um, You know, you know, I just and even. I got a feeling that tonight's going to be a good night. It's just like, it's just a gut feeling. I don't know how to tell you. It's just, you know, um, but this is very weird. It, I, I don't know that I'd say maybe some of the lyrics are problematic, but uh, they're definitely a little, a little Raise strange. your eyebrow. 
and from uh, you know the band that brought you lyrics um, from uh, you know got no money no time no why get them out put them up put them up your dukes up now yeah I mean just just stuff that is confer- somewhat confrontational somewhat sad you yeah. know um, and and they do that perfectly love the circular guitar uh, just to say a little bit about the music his guitar parts his hooks that he write are just uh, are perfect I find it to be extremely danceable music and it, ne- it needs to be said that this motherfucker can rap. Yeah. He can freestyle. There's a, a documentary that came out about them in the Northwest in the mid-90s, and many, many scenes were just him freestyling, and it's fucking incredible. It's really good. It's unlike anything else that you'll hear rap-wise or, or you know, that in that style. Uh, lyrics are different, and, and, uh, and just his meter is really, really good and dead on. So from the band that brought you, and I claim I'm not excited with my life anymore, so I blame this town, this job, these friends. The truth is it's myself. Uh, Comes this happy song. From an album called Good News for People Who Love Bad News. Which is... What a change. Which sounds, yeah, which sounds about as positive as a band that released those lyrics can be. uh, And written songs called Dramamine. Uh, 2004, the lead single... Uh, top the Billboard Modern Rock tracks was nominated for a Grammy yes, it was. in 2005. A very strange music video that we watched right beforehand. I don't know that there's much. <clears throat> well, there's a little bit to talk about in the music video. I don't know how to feel about that music video. It's... It is very artsy for sure. Yeah. I, and I would not expect anything less from a band. I get a weird message from it. Yeah. 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 So do I. And there has been a little bit of talk about the. Uh, about the music video and what it's supposed to mean. Um, so we can talk a little bit about that. Uh, became the band's first number one hit. And a lot of things you see is, I had no idea who Modest Mouse was. And now they're my favorite band. <laughs> um, <laughs> which, you know, I don't know if that means they're kind of delving into the latter stuff or what. I believe they are touring um, in support of the anniversary of one of their older albums, I think. Lonesome Crowded West, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think they toured before for Lonesome Crowded West. I think this might be for Moon Over Antarctica, another... Moon Antarctica, fun, yeah. Yeah, Moon Antarctica. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just another really great record. They definitely put out a lot. I mean, and, and you had to be in a certain mindset to I, listen to some of these records because they are... Good news for people who love bad news, which, you know, a lot of people have mentioned that it's one of the ones where they're trying to dr- dig out from this, you know, chronic depression I still think is top to bottom a damn good record, and mm-hmm. I, I I don't want I hate saying this, but their last really great record they did uh, they started doing records with Johnny Marr from the Smiths, and I don't know I, even though I love his guitar playing I don't it it just kind of um, I don't know it, it seems to fall short and it's just different it doesn't have that that enthusiasm of everything before two thousand and five, but that being said, yeah, uh, some of these lyrics are just dumb and some of these lyrics are just fucking weird you got a question where he's coming from yeah well yeah. uh we can definitely talk a little bit as we get in here let's go ahead and get cracking at please it. we got a nice little guitar intro i mean it is very very funky you know it's, it's got it's danceable the chords are good the drum beats good no bass in the beginning and then it comes in with a i mean it's it's an earworm for sure. Yes. Uh, and then in comes Isaac Brock. I backed my car into a cop car 
the other day. Well, he just drove off. Sometimes life's okay. I ran my mouth off a bit too much. Oh, what did I say? Well, you just laughed it off. It was all okay. And then we get a little bit more of that little guitar thing. Um, goes on for a little bit. And then we get to our first chorus, which is just... And we'll all float on okay. And we'll all float on okay, yay. And we'll all float on okay. And we'll all float on anyway. Well. Never too far from the bummer side of the fence, even when he's trying to, <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> when he's trying to write something positive. Basically, yeah, the, yeah. the optimist is, you know, these shitty things are happening, but, you know, it's, I'm, I'm still alive. Yeah. I've made it this long. So, I mean, fuck it. Something really bad be. happened, but I got away with it. So it's all right. You know, that's that's the message here is... You know, sometimes you can do really, really awful things and uh, and, and, and it's going to work out your way. The ball's going to still wind up in your court. You know, it's it's uh, I don't I don't I, I don't know how positive that is. Yeah. I mean, how positive is that, Mark? I think. Uh, the, the song was written to reassure that everything will be all right with life. Lead singer Isaac Brock had lost two close friends in life and felt he needed to be reassured with the good things in life. This is a quote from him. I was just kind of fed up with how bad shit had been going and how dark everything was with bad news coming from everywhere. I just wanted to feel good for a day. It was around this time, Mark, that he was living in Gainesville, Florida. He had left the Northwest and come to Gainesville to live for a few years with a girlfriend. And there was a girl that I believe you went to high school with who was um, who was roommates with the girl that Isaac was dating. Um, the girl's name, I don't know. You might have to edit, edit this out. I'm going to say her name and you tell me if you know her or not. Savannah? I don't think so. She Maybe. went to Mariner at the same time you, you did. Her tall girl, a little, little bigger, not super big, but uh, thicker, and okay. um, and she uh, she was at the Mariner, blonde hair, kind of had a gap in her teeth right here. Okay. Um, and she and my brother dated her, so to speak, for a little while, and she had told me, and at the same time, I had um, uh, friends who lived in Gainesville that told me that they saw him just walking around, just walking around the streets uh, from time to time, and uh, apparently some less than fun things happened while he was there that were common knowledge at Gainesville at the time. And uh, so, yeah, I can definitely see where he's trying to, he's trying to he bounce back from Florida, so to speak. Yeah. Florida is yeah. sometimes things, something that people need to be bounced back from. Yes, for sure. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the lyrics that we have so far are basically like I, I hit a cop car um, <laughs> and he drove off. So, that's good. Um, that's that's still a bad thing, you know. I mean, maybe he got your license plate and said, "I got something to run to," and come back and find you later. You know, some of these things, like I ran my mouth off a bit too much. Oh, what did I say? It's like, well, you were still an asshole. Yeah, it doesn't mean that life is okay. Next quarter, next like, verse. You just got lucky. Next verse should have been like, well, maybe I should work on that and find another way or something. Yeah, maybe I should not hit cars. Maybe I should not talk shit. It's it's almost like um, anti-karma, you know, <laughs> where 
anyone who is who like minds their p's and q's it's like frustration yeah you know not such a good um, thing yeah and we'll all float on okay um i you know i guess is a nice enough sentiment and this is this is where i think i think that the really the chorus is where most people that i know that are modest mouse fans draw the ire from yeah they make it seem it, he makes it seem like it's just too happy for them if you take out the effect that most of their music was de- super depressing before this and not reassuring, and you're just somebody that's listening to the song, I suppose it's good. I would look at it if I hadn't heard them as, oh, this is just too sweet, you know. Yeah. It is. It, I mean. Then we get into our, uh, our second verse, which is kind of a head scratcher. A fake Jamaican took every last dime with that scam. It was worth it just to learn some sleight of hand. Bad news comes, don't you worry, even when it lands. Good news will work its way to all them plans. We both got fired on exactly the same day. Well, we'll float on, good news is on the way. Jumping to the middle of the verse. Okay. It's the only time that bad news comes. Don't worry, even when it lands. Good news will work its way to all them plans. Is the only truly reassuring and positive thing in this damn song, in my opinion. It's the, kind of the only one. I mean, other than the end, it all it will all float on. If you just take it away from the ver, if you're just taking from the verses. But and that being said, let's start back over at the beginning. A fake Jamaican took every last dime with that scam. I just can't stand the sentence. A fake Jamaican? Well, the fake Jamaican thing is very strange. Um, the genius annotation says, it is all but certain that this line refers to the TV psychic Miss Cleo. Okay. <laughs> who would put on a Jamaican accent on her phone in television show, claiming to be a shaman and giving tarot card readings to callers. She reportedly left a, quote, trail of debts and broken promises, including unpaid wages in the band's native Washington state, according to the Seattle Post-Intelligencer. So that's pretty interesting. It is. Um, um, You know, it's it's definitely definitely a strange line. Um, It is very weird if... This song is in 2004, referencing Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo, I think, was from like 99. I mean, does Miss Cleo I mean, really hang around that much? Is, is, is there really a, a Miss Cleo cloud hanging over everyone to this day? Well, that's funny you mentioned that, Mark. My wife, my wife, yes. wrote a record about a record in 1999 about Miss Cleo. Oh, okay, wow. And she still references Miss Cleo to this day. Call her now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of unusual um I, I is is she a cloud? No, my wife took the the positives from it and that thought that she was reassuring and funny. Um but I can definitely I do remember her and I do remember afterwards that a lot of people looked at her as as just a huckster, you know, and and that's what I took away from it as, at the very beginning. Um, and yes, she just happened to be doing a Jamaican affect to her voice. Mm-hmm. Um, how well does it fit into this song? Well, let's start at the way that he sings it. If you listen to the song, it sounds like you know. It sounds like he mumbles or just stumbles through the the pronunciation. Yeah, and it's it's ridiculous sounding. It's it's horrible sounding. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of the worst parts of the song just from the sound. Um, but. It's like he's it's it's like he's crowbarring in a topic and it doesn't necessarily work. 
I mean, I just don't like. Let's just. I don't like that he says with that scam. I, you know, okay. as if we're all supposed to understand what that scam is. Like, it's not giving us any real idea of what the fuck he's talking about. And then he mentions sleight of hand. And I guess this is supposed to be him saying, like, well, even though I got scammed out of all of my money, uh, it's okay because I learned from it. And, um, you know, I don't. And the I, way he's making it sounds sounds like it's sleight of hand that he can apply. Right. You know, I learned yeah. this sleight of hand that I can fuck people over with, you know, right. that I yeah. can. You know, so. I guess I guess alternately we could see it as he's saying that I, I learned the sleight of hand so I know to look out for that in the future. Which is what I get from this song. Yeah. He's trying to put one over on people. That's that's what I'm taking. Oh, that's it. interesting. So I, I think that what I think what he's trying to get across here is that even when something negative happens, you now have that knowledge and in the future you can, um, you know, you know what to look out for. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, I just, there's something about that, like, it's it's annoying optimism. It's like, not, uh, unless he is talking about himself, which I'm not entirely sure he is in a lot of these situations, he's kind of like one of those, um, like, they talk about, like, people with lack of empathy, Uh where what they do is they, like... (laughs) uh in in our training for work we have to do we have we talk a lot about empathy Mm -hmm. and we talk about this video um from a bank from (laughs) we talk about this video um uh that is done by Brene brown oh yes absolutely so one of the most positive human beings yeah and a huge ted lasso fan yes yes um and she talks about how if someone is telling you like a bad situation um you do not you do not but them you do not say good advice well that happened but at least you learned some sleight of hand mm-hmm. oh well, that happened but well at least they drove away because hitting a cop car your car still probably got fucked up and that's you know if someone's bummed about that you don't get to tell them you know well you just have to deal with the consequences empathy is trying to share the feeling yeah and when it's like when you when you talk but is talk shit to someone yeah. and you're like, oh, well, you laughed it off. So it's OK. It's like, well, you're not doing a lot of diving into finding out whether or not their feelings are hurt mm-hmm. or their emotions in or general. what those. Yeah. What that laugh was all about. Yeah. Um, and so with this, it's like, uh, you know, he doesn't. In the first verse, he says me. Yeah. It's all This one is just like. This is a thing that happened. A fake Jamaican took every last time with that scam. It was worth it just to learn some sleight of hand. Says who? Says you? That's, because if someone yeah. like doesn't have their house anymore, I don't think they're going to be like, oh, well, it's okay. I learned some sleight of hand. I'll just go get somebody else's house, else's house with what I learned. Yeah, it's almost like he's automatically just starting to say that he is going to f- force everyone into being positive <laughs> when he doesn't have the right to do it. Like, he went a little too far the other way. He went from... You know, teeth like God's shoe shine. To you know, I'm walking on sunshine. <laughs> well, From shoe shine. Yeah, to sunshine. I mean, yes. With um, it is a, it is a it is a huge contrast from what he sang about just years before. You know, yeah, and like you mentioned, with bad news comes, don't you worry, even when it lands, good news will work its way to all them plans. I, 
these sentences all get ended with like them that weird pronouns <laughs> yeah. yeah just strange like, pronouns well with that scam with all to all them plans it's like your lyrics are just falling apart do you think point. that's colloquial seattle i, mean, <laughs> I don't know i don't maybe. know I mean, maybe Could i mean be. kurt cobain seemed to be a lot more i don't know eloquent yeah you know? absolutely and then we both got fired on exactly the same day well we'll float on good news is on the way once again it's a bummer yeah, and and again, like someone else got fired. You don't get to tell them that they're going to be fine. It's it's a fucking horrifying thing to get fired from a job if you need that money to survive. So what you're saying is Isaac Brock not good at empathy. No, no, not not, and so so at lyric writing when he's trying to be positive. I yeah. would say. Uh, in this well, you chorus, you could say this is the beginning of that. You know, mm-hmm. so you can't you can't knock them all out of the park. And to be honest with you, um, that's pretty much it for the lyrics. That is as far as we really go. Um, you know, he, we've got to bring it on. Here we are. Win or lose. Win or lose. Um, that is apparently said that I never heard. In the it's song. like in the background, I think. Yeah. 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 Um, and this is maybe the most Ted Lassoian, um, most positive part of the song. Um, win or lose, I can't say he does end with, yeah. which, uh, you know, is a little bit of a bummer. Then we got, we all float on. Okay. We all float on. Okay. With just the drums. I mean, a lot of this is, I, I like the, the production of it. A yeah. lot of the parts are very good. It's a dance lyrics. jam at the end, it's man. Definitely. And, yeah. and it goes on and on and on. It does. It does a lot. Um, please don't anybody remix it. Yeah, and then we've got some other backing parts here. I'm told, don't function and listen every day. The world's still going strong. <laughs> I lose hair. It's got such a strange positive spin, here, man. <laughs> float on. Yeah, the the positivity is just, uh, you know, is very very strange. The song did lose um, uh, the. Uh, the Grammy to you too for the song Vertigo. I do want to yeah. go on on record as a saying this song probably should have won. Yeah, even with these dumbass lyrics. I mean, I still I've heard a lot of you a lot of you two hate lately. Have you? Yeah, I've heard a lot of people that I still like you too. I still think that uh, Joshua Tree is a pretty goddamn good record, man. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, but this should have won over Vertigo for sure. Um, uh, I, it, it just. It seems like a guy who's trying, that's like pushing positivity into his music and just not letting it, you know, f- into his lyrics, not into his music, into his lyrics. And it just doesn't flow like it did before. Um, he's still, you know, things are still a bummer with him. Well, um, so I did just read um, that quote that I uh, mentioned earlier um, where he said, you know, he was he was fed up with how bad everything was going. Um Apparently, during this time, not only did he have some friends die, but the original drummer, Jeremiah Green, had a nervous had breakdown. Had a nervous breakdown, yes. And left Which the band. Which is why I did not see him on this tour. It was a different drummer. And then he came back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to make a positive record. I think we managed to make a quarter of the record positive, and the rest is either kind of dark or more just relaxing into things how they are resigned. Um, yeah, he's he's right about that. You go on to the other songs on that record, like Ocean Breathes Salty, and they just go, they kind of revert. 
Yeah, he mm. said people who might be into that song and then try to dig deeper into our catalog might say, I don't get it. Why are there not five songs like this? Uh, yeah, yeah, well, you're about to get a very uh, surprising a surprising wake-up call when you go in to listen to the rest of their record. Mm. Uh, we referenced the, your uh, music video a little bit earlier. Um, the video takes place, this is on Song Facts, the video takes place by a sheep slaughterhouse. As the sheep get rounded and get taken to the slaughterhouse, they become scared. The song seems to be reassuring the sheep that it's okay, that even if they die, they'll all float on. That's, I mean, here's the thing. It's I mean, a fitting look, take. I'm not going to tell anybody what they can and can't be optimistic about. You know, if you want to say that even if you die, um, then that's the end of your misery. Or even if you die, you'll float on or whatever. I am going to say um, that it's kind of a hard sell, I think, for most people that it's all going to be okay, even if, you know, you're going to get slaughtered in a slaughterhouse. Um, and I mean, more power to you, I guess, trying to get people to, um, you know, to, to buy what you're selling when you're just trying to tell people like slap a smile on. Um, and you know, I know that it sucks in the face of adversity and when so much negativity is going on, but, uh, you know, I don't know how much, uh, I don't know how much like change has been enacted by just being blindly optimistic. A little optimistic, yes. It helps. Blindly optimistic. Positive thought helps. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you got to make some time for positivity. I don't think that it. You know, I don't think that the uh, nuclear reduction treaty was all positive thoughts. No. You know, of the Reagan era. I don't think that. Uh, you know, um, what else was good? You know, Tiananmen Square was definitely not all positive thoughts. You know, Pol Pot. Pol Pot. <laughs> the um, destruction of four million people. Um, you know, as you, just a, something that I found funny was that while it is a, a record called Good News for People Who Love Bad News and Float On is what is supposed to be a reassuring song, when you just look at the track listing and you don't even know about the other, the other songs in specific, in detail, like, you know, me and you do on most of these, it's still a super downer of a record, just from track titles. Dig Your Grave. Bury me with it. Bury me with it. Mm -hmm. Bukowski, which is about, he writes a great book, but boy, what an asshole. You know, I mean, it, let's face it, Charles Bukowski's a downer. Um, the Devil's Workday, Satin in a Coffin, Black Cadillacs, The Good Times Are Killing Me. It still follows in the in the downer mode of all the previous, you know. <laughs> to go from this song to the good times are killing me just kind of shows what a farce this song is. It's yes. Like, yeah. You know, it's like, well, we're going to make the most out of every bad situation, but even the good times are killing me. It's hey, like, I'm going to write this song, just this one, so that in 20 years we can shell, sell Chevys with it. Right. Exactly, yeah. And, and yeah. then the rest of them are going to be what we do. Yeah. Just wait until cars can float. This song will be fucking <laughs> hitting you back in the face. Uh, I'm not going to read much. I, I think we've kind of stopped reading a lot of uh, song meanings, song facts. Well, and song we have meanings. to dig through a lot of shit. Uh, but somewhat Kane from Wytheville, Virginia, did say, damn Jamaicans. I don't know why he said that, because he said <laughs> fake Jamaicans. But there you go. What kind of creep factor are you looking at with this one? It's got a little bit of one. A little bit. Not not anything huge. Um, it's uh, creepy. I, I'll give it a point. Seven. Yeah, that's fine. Point I'll give seven. It point seven. Point. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's basically not there. It's. It's, it's not almost just there because it's a guy. Let's singing. put it this way: it's more than born in the USA. Yeah. Yeah, but not by much. Yeah. 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 
Uh, I mean, I'll give him this. I'll give him a 3.2 on the trying to be positive scale. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he yeah. He kind of failed, but he tried. Well, let's let's kick that creepy meter back up. Here we go. Um, it's what we do. We've done Van Halen. Are we, now we're going to do... We ain't done Van Hagar. That's, oh, it's going to be great. Just got done listening to, I've been listening to, I can't remember if I mentioned this last episode, a pretty uh, pretty interesting and pretty good podcast oh, this is gonna be called good. Discography, and I just listened to the um, their readings in the arc of Van Halen, and I always kind of automatically put, and I don't want to go over too much of this because I want to save it for the episode, I always kind of thought Van Halen with David Lee Roth was the... Um, you know, automatically, and maybe I even mentioned on that episode, um, where it was just like automatically, um, everything was a double entendre for sex and objectification of women. And then once Van, uh, Van Hagar started up, it was like, oh, treating with women and love and with re- love and respect. How do I know? How do I know it's love? And, you know, why can't this be love? A guilty pleasure. Though. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy Hagar was horny and gross. And, uh, you know, they even said with that worse analogies that when 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 uh, when Hagar came into the band, they he whittled it down to single entendres. <laughs> there was no more innuendo. He was then literally referring to women as meat in a couple of the songs. We are not going to talk about meat, but we're going to talk about something that goes fine with it with it. And that's pound cake. Mm, yummy. We're going to we're going to talk about the song pound cake uh, from for unlawful carnal knowledge which oh, oh guess Christ. what there's what those initials spell hey, hey, oh. hey, hey, it's dirty <laughs> oh. so begrudgingly go and listen to pound cake um or, and or, listen to, or don't or don't and listen to eddie van halen use a drill on his guitar um for whatever fucking reason um and we will talk about it seth a pleasure as always this was fun go patriots go max verstappen Go no go anybody other than Max Verstappen, please anyone. Carlos says, okay. "Oh, please, please let him." He's I, got pulled today. He, that's right. He's up at the front. So. Um, and go Dolphins. I know we're 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 we're, uh, we're running right into each other's faces on this one, but yeah, go Dolphins. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. it's okay. All right. Uh, so go listen. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, and we will be back next Monday with more <laughs> lyrics to go. <laughs> Thanks a lot for listening. Our theme song was done by Exploding Pages. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for songs or lyrics, you can send them to lyrics to go pod at gmail.com. We'll be back here next week. <laughs>